Hello and welcome to Mommying, Surviving and Thriving, a podcast for women that believe in living their best life while working and raising a family at the same time. We discuss how to live a happy, healthy, wealthy and thriving life while balancing the demands of being a woman, mom and all-around superwoman. We're here to inspire you with a new perspective and to also create a community of supportive women in the process. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome. Today we are so excited to have with us Mandy Woodruff Santos. Mandy is the ultimate personal finance, multi-hyphenate, a savvy money expert, an award-winning journalist, a longtime editor and a podcast producer and co-host of one of my favorite podcasts, Brown Ambition, and a seasoned content marketing director. Welcome, Mandy. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. I'm so happy to have you on this episode of Mommy Surviving and Thriving. I'm a huge fan of your podcast and your work around personal finance. And here on Mommy Surviving and Thriving, we focus on four pillars of being happy, healthy, wealthy, and thriving. And today our focus is on wealth, building wealth. And so what better person than you to help us begin this journey? So before we kind of get started, I know I had a brief introduction about you, but if you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your journey of being a working wife mother and a thriving personal finance expert. Sure. Yeah. All those different identities, they didn't all come at once. Um, at my core, I am a storyteller and a woman of color who grew up in the South. I'm from Georgia originally. I kind of grew up in the suburbs around Atlanta. Um, and I, I moved to New York in 2010 to launch my career as a journalist. And it was during the height of the Great Recession. And I struggled like a lot of graduates from college during that time to not just find employment, but find employment that paid what it should for the work that we were producing. And, you know, for a while I was underemployed and just kind of felt like I wanted more. And I wasn't sure. I knew that I didn't have some kind. It seemed like a lot of folks had some sort of blueprint or, you know, in inside line on how to grow wealth and become successful. And I, I had done all the right things. I went to college, I got good grades, I internshiped and did the campus newspaper and all that good stuff. And still it kind of felt like I was behind. So I started to dedicate additional time to educating myself, kind of getting my own, um, I don't know, like a a cheap master's degree in finance, um, a free master's degree, just learning. And luckily I, I was able to get a job as a, an actual personal finance journalist reporter for a site called uh, Business Insider, which is now Insider. And that was the key for me to unlocking. I mean, I was able to study finance during my nine to five. That was my job to interview experts and to pick their brains and I made myself a student of my work and I became a sponge and I wasn't just writing and distilling um, information down for my audience to help them understand the economy and how that impacted their own financial goals. 
but I was also, you know, downloading all that advice and storing it and using it to, to build wealth on my own. And that really became, began my, my journey that I'm continuing today to be an advocate for, for wealth building, especially for people of color. That's awesome. Um, I, on your website, mandymoney.com, it states that you are a career and finance expert on a mission to help women of color build generational wealth. So tell us more about why you chose that. And you kind of talked about that um, just in your background, but what it means to you, especially now that you are a new mom, I'm saying a new mom, I know you're, um, I follow you and, and your work and your son, I think it's one years old, correct? Yeah, he's about yes. one and a half. Yep. One. Okay, awesome. So tell us more about why you chose that as a mission and how this has kind of evolved since you've become a mother. Absolutely. I've, I think generational wealth is such an important way to approach wealth building, not just building wealth for yourself for today, but to think about generations to come, you know, your children, but their children. Is there, you know, what are you doing today that could have ripple effects through future generations to give them a leg up in a way that so many people of color don't have? And this is the great, you know, this is the great impact that uh, centuries of slavery, you know, mm-hmm. continues to, to impact um, those of us who are descendants of slaves and it's, or disenfranchised people of color in general, you know, for so, so long in this country, it's been hostile to any form of financial security um, for people of color. So for me, I, I'm ready to break that cycle in my own family. I'm, awesome. I come from, you know, um, I come from a family of very hard workers, extremely hard workers and good people. Um, and at the same time, I feel like we were in a place where you were doing great if you could pay your bills. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, like my dad, for example, he was always seen as one of the successful people in his family because he got a job, you know, as a car salesman and he was able to buy a house and, um, you know, go to Disney World and take us to Six Flags and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I realized in order to build generational wealth, you have to think a lot bigger than that. And it's time it's about, you know, yes, wanting financial security for ourselves now, but not really being content with only that, um, actually wanting and being brave enough to strive for wealth that will really make a difference for generations to come. And it sounds really huge and challenging. Like, you know, what is generational wealth? Does that mean millions and millions of dollars waiting in a trust for my son and his, his future kids, if he has any? Not necessarily, you know, it could be just, I mean, just the, like if I had gone to college and launched my career with even the knowledge that I had a financial safety net from my parents, like with even the knowledge that, you know, they could cover a few months of my rent when I was laid off, which I was, I might've approached my career in a lot of different ways. You know, I, I, I'm really grateful for my journey, but I, there are those privileges that I wasn't able to have. And, you know, for example, I was able to buy a house, but I didn't have any help from my parents. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, you know, how much of a leg up could I give my son if he had a down payment for a home or forget a home who needs a home? Not everyone needs a house, Um, you know, buy him a car. So he doesn't have a car note, Um, you know, those types of things. So it's, 
it's a lot, it, it does sound weighty and big because it is, but I don't want it to, I don't want it to like deter people from still trying to build that wall. And I think a, a lot of what you said is, is just spot on. Um, everyone comes from different backgrounds. Um, I think it's important for us as um, a community um, to make sure that we'll, we are well informed. We want to do better than what our parents did. As you did, as you stated, your parents did an awesome job. So did my parents as well, but it's important for us to kind of go beyond what they taught us um, so we can do better for our kids. And so what are some of the things that you um, have put in or started to put into place for your family and for your son to get to um, building that wealth for, like you said, your son and your son's kids, if he should have any? Yeah, I, I sort of refuse to be that mom that's in all the makeover shows. You know, <laughs> I grew up like I grew up watching Oprah and Ricky Lake and all, you know, all those right. talk shows. And there was always, yeah, there was always like that haggard looking mom and they would scoop her up from wherever she was. And they would say, wow, she works so hard. She sacrifices everything. She hasn't had her nails done in 10 years. Her hair hasn't been colored, you know, mm -hmm. like she doesn't take time for herself and we're going to give her 10,000 bucks and give her a makeover. I don't want to be that mom. I want to take care of myself. And I fundamentally believe that taking care of myself, investing in my own journey, financially, health-wise, mentally is a form of, um, is a form of passing on generational wealth to my son to yes. lead by example. Yeah. To lead by example that I can take care of myself. I can find a fulfilling career. I can use my money, not just because I'm afraid of losing it, but I can actually use it to enjoy life. I really want to pass on that, that mindset around money to my son. I worry a little bit less about cold, hard dollars, like how much money will be in his bank account. Mm -hmm. What I want him, what I'm, what I mostly stay up at night thinking about is how do I make sure he's financially resilient and resilient mentally and resilient yeah. emotionally so that no matter what comes his way, he can bounce back and he can pivot the same way I have, you know, for every challenge. And, um, but yeah, in terms of dollars and cents, I do have, of course, we have a, a brokerage account for our son that we're saving a little bit in or investing a little bit in so that it, that can grow. And I'm excited. I don't want to do it all for him. I'm really excited to actually coach him and, and help him discover how to save and invest on his own with some guidance from me. I, I'm I don't, I don't obviously have the perfect roadmap because I haven't had to do it yet. He's only one, but I, I want to be sure that he feels confident and it's not just like, oh, I'm just going to ask my mom to do this. You know, right. it's important to me that he has the, the knowledge himself. And I'm glad you talked about that, about um, wealth being not just the dollars in a sense, right? It's, it's the whole being, right? How we as moms, um, represent ourselves that shows our kids um what they should do right because mm -hmm. we have a, a episode um called expectations of a mom um that's going to actually be released right before this one and, and it talks about that that if you're not okay if the mom is not okay if the foundation of the family is not okay everyone else will not be okay right 
So that's also your health is your wealth. Um, but let's talk more about um, like what you were talking about coaching your son um, in twofold. One, you probably have to coach yourself, right? On to how to one budget, what's the right tools for um, building wealth. And then also the second part of that question is, um, are there any tools that you would recommend to any of the moms, the wives that are listening to help them start this journey? Yeah, I think you need a really solid um, everyday bank account. And it's not always the best idea to just choose whatever banks on your corner or whatever bank your parents used that you're familiar with. You should really look and be critical about the bank that you choose and make sure that it has low fees. No overdraft fees, for example, is a huge one, especially if you are income insecure and you run into those problems sometimes. Um, so, and that's just really basic. So starting off by choosing your bank wisely and there's tons of places you can go to compare banks like Magnify Money, for example. Um, and, uh, and disclosure, I used to work at Magnify Money. It's a great site. And um, yeah, so beyond that, it's, it's understanding what's all available to you. So you can actually track your credit score and your credit history through apps like Credit Karma. And also a lot of credit cards now offer this in their, like in your, you know, when you go to your account page, you can, you can track your expenses and just know what's there. I use a tool called personal finance or sorry, personal capital, which is kind of an all in one where I can load all my financial accounts and I can look at my net worth, which is really important. And for me, tracking my net worth through personal capital has been really helpful because net worth is the real indication of wealth. It's your mm -hmm. income, it's your assets, minus your liabilities. And it actually tells you how much you've got going on because you can be asset rich, but actually your net worth can be in the negative if you have a lot of liabilities like debts or a mortgage and, and all that. Um, other tools, a solid brokerage account. That's not really a tool, but it is a type of financial account. I think it's important to have. Um, so if you've you've got your 401k or your IRA maxed out and you understand how to invest for retirement there, it's definitely time to take the next step and open an additional brokerage account where you can invest for growth and for wealth. And, you know, those things can be a little bit intimidating, but, you know, there's the school of Google. It's always open. <laughs> and, you know, that's why I do what I do and probably why you do what you do is to help folks um, understand and navigate those different platforms. Definitely. I'm glad you talked about network because I, I think that's that's key and people don't talk about that as much. And so some of the things that Mandy just talked about, buying a home, having different brokerage accounts, all those pieces, all those pieces go into your network, right? Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things that you kind of talked about is being resilient. Um, and of course, we're I want to say we're at the tail end of this pandemic, hopefully. Um, I'm not sure how things will turn, but a lot of small businesses, a lot of women, um, and well, 40% of African-American businesses closed within the first few months of the pandemic. And last mm -hmm. December, um, there was, I think Forbes did an article that um, there was 140 
40,000 jobs that were lost that month and 100% of those were women. Mm. So that's huge. And thinking about the statistics showing that almost 40 or over 40% of women are breadwinners of their family. Um, so I think a big part of that we need to talk about is being resilient and that not only in just your mindset and what you do, but also having that um, safety net. Um, I come from the small business world, worked in um, economic development, small business development for 14 years. And one of the things that I would see um, as what would hurt the small businesses and just those business owners personally is that they only may have had 30 days worth of money to kind of get them through. Well, obviously with the pandemic, we realized that's not enough. We knew that kind of before, but this kind of just highlighted that that's not enough. What would you recommend um, for the women that are listening? Um, one, um, a good tool to think about as a safety net for them and their families? And then two, how do they get started? Yeah, it's definitely beyond your bank account. I think we saw how, I think we saw the fragility of money in this pandemic and how it can't be the only tool in your survival pack. It has to, yes, money is great, and having an emergency fund isn't is important, but it's not the only thing you need to have a holistic approach to, you know, to, to be able to weather these types of crises. And if it's not a pandemic, it'll be something else. You know, it could be a natural disaster in your area. It could be a medical event that, you know, really um, depletes your cash savings very quickly. Um, or for a lot of women, like it was during the pandemic, it could be a mixture of both. It could be a medical event from COVID, and it could also be just like general job loss. So with that, you know, what else can we, what else can we do to build resilience beyond just saving? You have to invest in your own self and invest in your skills, whatever they may be. And if you don't feel you have any skills that are marketable or that could bring in income, it's about developing some of those skills. So looking at different ways that either you can leverage skills you have to bring an in additional income and not just start when times are tough, you know, build the, start building your network, start building your portfolio, start building that work now so that you're ready when and if you need to lean into that income stream. So if you have a job that is great and it seems steady, but you can see, okay, if this were to happen, my job may be on the chopping block, then you can start to build other, you know, income streams that could potentially support you. And that could be, yes, like I said, having what they say, what they call side hustles, mm -hmm. um, but it also could be investing. You know, when you invest money in the market, that money grows over time, historically speaking. I mean, that it always does. So for me, one of the best things I did was start my 401k when I was only 24 and when I could only save, like, I think I was able to invest $3,000 that year, which seems like peanuts, but I recently checked and that $3,000 is now over $50,000. Wow. And that's without me doing very much else to that one account. And for women, it's not about, for me, it's like, sometimes money isn't your greatest asset, it's time. Mm -hmm. And 
for me, it's about putting money in the market and letting it work for you. So that can be an income stream too. And by the way, I didn't go invest in hot stocks. I opened up a very boring vanilla target date fund and I didn't have to become an expert. It kind of just did the, it did it for me. Um, so that's definitely something I would say as well, but like invest in yourself, whether that's going back to school, getting a degree that gives you more options, expecting more, you know, um, and looking for ways to, to pursue leadership opportunities to really increase your wealth. So, you know, and keeping your network strong so that if you were to lose your job, you know, you have folks who you can reach out to and lean on during those times. That's great advice. Another part of what we talk about here is, is having your cheer group. And that's those individuals that you can go to when things are great, but also when things are low, but also they're there to help you with um, resources, network, um, when things are bad. Um, so that's that's a great suggestion is to keeping your network large as, as we say here. But um, one of the things, and uh, we're gonna kind of wrap this up is what would you say would be based on your experience and your years of uh, working in the personal finance uh, space, one of the biggest struggles for women um, and minorities to kind of get started? Or what are their biggest struggles when, you, when you're thinking about building wealth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are the biggest struggles? I think self-doubt and lack of imagination, not through any fault of our own. You know, sometimes it's just, you can't see what's possible till you see what's possible or you can't imagine what's possible until you see an example of it. Um, So fear, let's tackle that one. I think for myself, I kind of grew up in a household where money was always, it was never talked about with smiles on faces. It was always something to fight over or to be anxious about. There was never enough of it. Um, you know, and I had a lot of hangups around money. I saw pursuing wealth for me, you know, you kind of seem like you're greedy. That's the perception that I had. Um, or like, why would I want to be rich? I mean, rich people, they're not good. They're greedy. They're selfish. Um, and on top of that, I think that that perception was sort of masking of internal fear that I had around my own finances, like, like I wouldn't have enough fear that I wouldn't be able to take care of myself. Um, And so getting over that fear was really important to me. And one of the ways that I did that was confronting it. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm a big proponent of mental health and, um, and talking things through, it doesn't have to be with a mental health expert, like a therapist, but I, I leaned on one of my uncles, um, who I wasn't super close with until I actually graduated college, but I saw that he was successful and I started asking him questions and he made it seem less scary to me. Just having, just saying those things out loud, you know, salary negotiation and health benefits and 401k and kind of having someone to start normalizing those conversations. It, it, it made the boogeyman under the bed, uh, less frightening. So we have to find ways to engage with people, especially people of color, and get them talking about subjects that they're not used to talking about so that they become less scary. And, oh gosh, I did the thing where I started, I have like mom brain and I forgot the rest of your question. Sorry. No, no, that's perfect. We were just talking about the struggles around for women and minorities um, 
and building wealth and around the money mindset, I guess. Yeah, fear is a, is a huge part of it. And then, um, imag- oh yeah, lack of imagination. So for me, it was trying to expose myself to so many alternative ways of, or being open to alternative ways of living a lifestyle. And in today's world, you just have, so, there's so much. Um, you have social media, of course you have books and you have magazines. And for me, it was really surrounding myself with like-minded, ambitious people. And that's one of the reasons I launched Brown Ambition in 2016 with my co-host Tiffany, the Budget Nista, because she and I both sort of wanted to link arms and create a safe space for ambitious women of color to to work out and navigate their careers and their financial choices as they move throughout their careers. And that is what I hope we do through that show is just kind of help people see what could be possible. And it doesn't mean that I have all the answers. It means that I can be one of the many people I hope people are, you know, people of color, women of color are looking to and listening to for examples of what other lifestyles could be like. And it's not about picking any one person to, to follow completely, but it's about looking and seeing what's possible and then challenging yourself to come up with your own version of a happy and financially rich life. Great. And one last question is what last piece of advice would you give to mothers that are trying to balance it all? (laughs) um yeah I uh, as a new mom I hesitate to pretend like I have all the answers but for me it's and if and also I'll say it I'll say this advice but even I'm not perfect at it but it is putting your own oxygen mask on first and taking care of yourself first so that you can show up and be there for your family And so for me, that is something that I'm usually really good at. And then there's times when it kind of runs away from me and I, I end up falling into coping, bad coping habits, um, that start to hurt me. And then I wonder what's going on. I'm unhappy. I'm stressed. And it, you know, you kind of tie it all back to, okay, you felt you, you, things got out of balance for a while and you put yourself on the back burner. So how do we get back into a better balance? So yeah, giving yourself grace and realizing that balance is not a one-stop destination. It's like, it's an ongoing journey. There is no, you're not going to arrive someday and have like the perfect balance because crap is always happening and things are always changing and uh, you just kind of have to be flexible. There's only one you give yourself grace. Yep. Well, Mandy, it has been a pleasure. Thank you again for joining us today, for sharing your knowledge and your journey. Um, Definitely best of luck on your new ventures. But before we go, where can our listeners keep up with your journey? Yeah, you can follow me at Mandy Money on Instagram and you can check out my website, mandymoney.com and definitely look at while you're you're subscribing and following Myla's podcast. Um, Also check out Brown Ambition where we post weekly episodes on career and wealth building advice. Awesome. Thanks again, Mandy. I do appreciate your time. Thank you. And did I pronounce your name right, Myla? Yes. I yes. should have asked before we started. My bad. <laughs> no. Really nice to- Thanks for joining us this week on Mommy Surviving and Thriving. 
Stay connected by liking, following, and subscribing. We're accepting topic requests and questions by email. Info at mstpodcast.com. Are you balanced at all? Remember, there's only one of you. Stay positive and give yourself grace. We're here to support you in community on your journey to becoming happy, healthy, wealthy, and thriving. See you next week.